0: You are listening to episode 3 of the Take the Reins podcast with Nikki Porter. Welcome and thanks for stopping by. You're listening to Take the Reins, a weekly personal growth podcast for horse owners. If you're invested in becoming the best version of yourself in all your relationships, both human and equine, this is the spot for you. Through our conversations, you will learn how to become a stronger communicator, leader, and deepen the connection you crave both in and out of the arena. Horses have an awful lot to teach us, yet very little of it actually has to do with horses. They reflect back to you who you are emotionally, physically, and energetically. They are a mirror to your soul, and it is time to take an honest look at who you are and who you want to become. I can't wait to connect with you, so here we go. Hello and welcome to the show. I am so excited for this episode today because this is a topic that is near and dear to my heart. Every time I have the opportunity to speak on it, it's one of those things that I feel like I could speak about for days on. I promise you I will not do that today. We're just going to scratch the surface. This is a topic we're going to revisit throughout our time together because it is a vital component to our personal growth journey, but it's also something that you kind of navigate through at different stages of your personal growth. So today, really, we're going to be talking about awareness. We'll be looking at being able to recognize when we fall into these specific thought or speaking patterns and then be able to acknowledge it not necessarily be able to change it yet but we'll be able to know the impact of this particular topic or this particular thing and then we'll be able to influence ourselves to make small changes along the way and in time we'll see a shift in our behavior but this is going to cause you or create you to change habits in not only how you think but also how you speak it's how you address other people it's how you deal with certain situations it's really going to transform you reacting through things or situations versus responding so it's something you're going to have patience with yourself to get through and today again this is just about the awareness side of it so that you can start to acknowledge where you have to work and then what you would like to do how you can set little goals along the way in order to better yourself in this particular area. Today's topic is language or word usage in order to describe yourself or something or someone else and how that influences how you interact with different situations, how you behave towards yourself or towards others based on just your choice of words alone and how that affects the person on the other side so it's going to be a topic that is going to require you to reflect on yourself the language you use hold yourself accountable and really recognize when you are the cause of specific issues Versus the person that you're communicating with. We're also going to talk a little bit more about the language that we use to describe ourselves and how vital it is that we do not hold on to language that keeps us stuck in the very place that we're trying to free ourselves from. So we're going to dive in today. I hope you're having a fantastic day. I hope you're ready to get involved in this conversation. Connect with me on social media. Please send me your comments. I'm excited to hear your input on all of this as well. I'm going to start today off with a conversation that I had with one of my students at the barn she was standing and holding her horse for the farrier and it was very interesting because she kind of had a light bulb moment and I could see it go off and I looked over and she said oh my gosh I finally get it I understand what you've been trying to teach me and I was like okay what are you thinking and she said you want me to treat my horse the same way that this farrier is treating her so instead of treating her like she's stupid he's treating her with understanding so rather than saying oh gosh she's just acting so stupid and this is the word that she used he's responding to her or reacting to her saying oh well maybe there's a little bit of a pain point there it was the first time that she really recognized that the language that she was using to describe her horse's behavior was influencing the way that she was reacting to her horse so she was creating a situation that she was hoping was never going to happen because she was handling her horse with a really negative mindset that had this predetermined response based on the story that she had made up about the horse. So this farrier in particular was handling the horse with empathy or compassion because he had a understanding that what she was doing was based on a reaction that was either from from fear or from pain or whatever it might be so it was allowing him to respond empathetically to her versus defensively like this owner had finally figured out that she was struggling with with her horse This realization that she had come to brought about a conversation with us where I spoke to her about a study that I had read about a few months ago by a research psychologist named Bob Rosenthal. For this study, Rosenthal labeled the different cages that he had just regular albino lab rats in, he labeled each different cage with a specific sign. So one was either incredibly smart or incredibly dumb. Then he invited in other researchers and told them that they had a week to work with these rats and train them to go through a maze. The researchers that had the rats knew the label that was on the cage. They knew whether they were working with a rat that was labeled incredibly smart or a rat that was labeled incredibly dumb. Now, the interesting thing is is that all of these rats were the exact same, but the results were very dramatic. After working with a week for these rats to go through the maze, the rats that were labeled incredibly smart did almost twice as well as the rats that were labeled incredibly dumb. Now that had no reflection on the actual ability of these particular rats to complete this maze, it reflected on how the researchers were handling the rats based on their expectations because of the label that was placed on them. So when the rats are being labeled as incredibly smart, the researchers acted very positively towards them. So they handled them in a kinder and a softer fashion. And Rosenthal states that it is proven that the more gently you handle rats, the more their performance will increase. So it's interesting because this shows the change in behavior on the researchers part based on the label that each rat had so without consciously thinking or saying oh this rat is dumb i'm going to handle it a b or c, like like a b or c the researchers unconsciously would have handled the rats a little rougher with a little less patience because they had the preconceived notion that they were going to be difficult to teach. Now, Let's reflect that on when we're working with horses that we have a preconceived label or story about. I think it's really important when we are working with our animals to be able to work with them in the present moment. And when we have these labels or stories made up about them, sometimes it's very difficult to not just fall back on that and respond based on how we think they're going to act or how they always act but not actually respond to what they're giving to us in that moment in time. I want to talk to you right now a little bit about a personal story that I have in regards to the language that we use around our horses and then how it actually reflected into my work around communication and how I was able to use this particular situation to help me deal with um, miscommunications with my husband more efficiently. About two or three years ago, I was riding my mare in the indoor arena with my husband and that particular day she spooked at something and rather than think my way through it, I reacted and outwardly I said, oh, she's such a spaz. Now, I didn't say it to my husband or loud enough that I thought he would even hear it. I was just saying it to vent my frustration at her behavior that I hadn't really responded very well to. So when this happened, rather than my husband validating my response, he called me out on my behavior and told me she's not being a spaz. I just wasn't helping her through the situation the way that I was supposed to. Now, I don't know if any of you have ever ridden with your spouse, but typically this is like one of those moments that tend to make things get a little awkward because getting um, or taking criticism from anyone can be challenging, but taking criticism, especially aboard a horse, from your spouse, there's something about it, makes it a little more challenging. Anyway, so I obviously didn't respond in probably the most aware way Way and I got a little defensive. He hurt my ego, and I definitely felt a little shame about the way I reacted or responded to my horse in that moment. It did take me probably a year, (laughs) if I'm being honest, to be able to reflect fully on the situation and have it help me versus make me frustrated and tell him that he should just mind his own business. Was he right? Absolutely. 100% he was right. I shouldn't have used that word to describe her. Did she lack confidence? Yes, 100% she lacked confidence. Was there something I should have done to help her rather than blame her right there and then? Also, yes. When I reacted by saying that about her, I was just deflecting and it just seemed easier at the time. And typically that's what happens when we're responding in a really unconscious manner. So I wanna focus right now on how what I chose to say in that moment would have changed how I treated her then and in the future. So first, let's look at the word I actually used. So I called her a spaz. Spaz is short for spastic, which means loss of physical or emotional control. This word was not only inaccurate, it was rude, offensive, and completely off base, which also means that my husband was completely justified in calling me out of my actions. By using that word, I showed in that moment a lack of understanding, patience, and perspective. I sought to place blame on my horse for my lack of presence and awareness in the situation. Using a negative word to describe her translated into my physical response to her. I likely kicked her harder than I should have the next time she spooked. I likely dealt with it with less feel and more emotion than I would like to admit, and I allowed my language to shape my reality. I allowed my language to create a story around her behavior that was untrue in order to justify my actions. By calling her a spaz, I felt justified in pushing her through it, I felt justified in increasing my pressure, and I also felt justified in my frustration." What could that ride have looked like had I just chosen a different word to describe her in that defining moment? What if I used the word lost, nervous, or unsure? If I had have been able to use one of those words to describe her, my actions would have matched an empathetic versus reactive response. I would have looked to show her how to be less scared. I would have shown her how to look to me for an answer. And rather than tell her what she was doing wrong, with no real explanation or motivation of what or how to do anything right, I would have helped her through the situation. And we would have had a better connection on the other side of it versus both of us feeling unheard, confused, and defeated. I want you to take a minute to really think about a specific horse that you have interacted with over the years that you had a label or a story made up about that maybe didn't reflect them personally as much as it reflected how you handled them in specific situations and almost created the very thing you were trying or that you disliked. So for me in particular, this was one horse that I had this label of lazy. I felt like he didn't have any heart or any try with me and very interestingly when I rode him he gave me exactly what I expected of him and if I really thought about it I know I handled him in a in a less patient, rougher way than I typically would handle any other horse that I was trying to teach something new to or just dealing with in general. Now, when I saw other people with him, I was humbled because I knew that what they were getting out of that horse was more heart and more try than he would ever consider giving giving me. And it was all based on the fact that every time I put my hand on his halter, I already felt like I had the answer to who he was and what he was going to give me that day. So I worked with him the same way that those researchers worked with those rats that were labeled incredibly dumb. I didn't work with him in the present moment. I worked with him based on these preconceived notions that he was going to be difficult in every situation, and in turn, he responded to me exactly like he, well... Was justified in doing. How do you think that the label that you attach to your particular horse? changed their behavior or changed your behavior and how you handled them in, in different situations. Can you think of times that it caused you to be less fair or more impatient? And if so, know this isn't about guilting you and making you feel bad for handling a horse with less patience. It's more about the awareness. Knowing better is doing better. The next time that you use a word like stupid or dumb or any other negative word that makes you feel like you are frustrated with a horse or human recognize how that is changing how you handle that particular person in that situation okay so i said that i wasn't going to talk about this forever so right now i want to flip this conversation from horses to your own personal voice and how you use words or a story to describe yourself and how important it is to begin to recognize the use of your language to describe your struggles and who you think you are as a person in order to not keep yourself stuck. I often hear people say things like, people don't really know it, but I'm an anxious person or I am depressed or my mental illness. I cringe when I hear these words spoken because I know the imprint they are making on this person. Words shape our thoughts, actions, and our reality. I'm not saying that anyone who is diagnosed or feels like they have anxiety or depression should hide how they feel or if they've been diagnosed. I think that sharing our struggles is empowering both for the speaker and the listener, but I caution on our use of language. I caution people on claiming things as a part of them that they wish to let go of or that they don't believe is a healthy part of them. Rather than describing ourselves as anxious, it's more productive to say that they have anxious thoughts. They are not anxious. They have depressive episodes, but they are not their depression. They have a mental illness, but they are not their diagnosis. When we claim things to be ours, we grow an attachment to them, whether they're healthy for us or not. There's comfort in staking claim to something. How you describe yourself to others impacts how they treat you. But most importantly, it is creating your own truth about yourself. When we tell a story, we invest in it as truth. When we claim something to be true, it offers us an explanation we are always searching for meaning. So, when we decide that something's true and can use it as an explanation to excuse our behaviors or our actions, it can actually become quite dangerous. People will use their stories to treat other people unfairly or in rude ways. Worse still, they're going to be able to use those stories to punish themselves, and they hold themselves in the very thing that they wish to be free from. This episode today really does just scratch the surface on our words true impact on us and the the people around us or the animals that we interact with. I want you to finish listening to this feeling a little more aware of your own words and the impact they have on you, but also on the world around you. Your words affect who you are, how you grow, and who you become, but they also have an influence on how others grow, who they become, and how they identify with themselves. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for choosing to spend your time with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please leave a review and share it with your friends. To learn more about me and what else I have on the go, skip on over to nikkiporter.ca. Thanks again for listening, and we'll connect again next week. Until then, remember, you have the power to take the reins and live the life you've always wanted. You just have to step into the arena with an open heart and an open mind.